0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off the final week of the top flight winter break. Celtic looks set to sign Australian midfielder Riley McGree as the latest addition of the January window. Dundee United keeper Benjamin Segrist is the latest player to be linked with Rangers. And it was a big weekend in the lower leagues with a debut win for Derek McInnes at Kilmarnock. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you've got Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. And Hibs have turned down £2 million for Martin Boyle from the middle. So this window's getting a bit lively But where are the Scottish players? Only one of the 12 deals Definitely done in the Premiership so far Has involved a Scot But at the same time You can't dispute the excitement Caused by the exotic names Who've come in from elsewhere I just hope people in proper numbers Get to see them when the Premiership Resumes next Monday night With Celtic out of the winter break At home to Hibs In the meantime Thanks to the Championship for keeping us warm at the weekend. We look forward to renewing the acquaintance next weekend. Yeah, Commander, the big winners at the weekend. A 2-0 win over Queen of the South. Inverness and Wraith have to share the spoils. Aki's and Partick Thistle had a decent game with 2-2. Air beat a broth 1-0 for Lee Bullen's first game in charge. And Morton battered them Fernland, who are now rooted at the bottom of the table. One week away for the big return, Gordon. I can't wait. 0141 1025 That is the number You need to get in touch With the panel tonight So don't hang about Pick up the phone And let them know What is on your mind It's a bit of a blank canvas Isn't it During this winter break Because there are no Top flight games To reflect upon Loads of transfer stories though Celtic fans It would be nice to hear from you I know for a fact You've been on YouTube and Wikipedia And I'm sure Some more sophisticated sources uh, Looking at Riley McGree Looks like he will be signed by your club, by Ange Postacoglu What do you make of him? How do you see all these midfielders fitting in uh, Once the window closes? Rangers fans, Benjamin Segrist That's the latest player to be linked uh, with your club Is that one you would be happy with? Do you like his work? Is he one you could see coming in? If so, is that only as a backup to Alan McGregor? Is that the succession plan for Alan McGregor? What does the succession plan in the goalkeeping department look like? Because he, he won't go on forever uh, I can't imagine And you Kelly Partick Thistle Hamilton Ackies Whoever else fans out there Why not let us know What you made of your team's performance Over the weekend 0141 951 1025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Don't think you're getting off lightly though On a Monday night It just means you need to work extra hard It might not have been plastered all over your TV You can't just go for whatever was in the back page of the paper What was your result of the weekend? Well, I'm going to go for Derek McInnes. Uh First game in as command manager away to Queen of the South. 1-0 win. If he wins his second game against Partick Thistle on Friday night, he's top of the league. That's what you call bounce-back ability. OK, Alex Ray. I'm going to go for Morton. <sighs> leapfrogging. One of you had yeah, to. Yeah, leapfrogging uh, Dunfermline. Doogie Emery just taking over the reins down in uh, Greenock. And uh, what a fine result that is. OK, goal of the weekend then from the lower leagues. Well, I'll go back to Alex Game uh, Morton against Dundee Young Gary Oliver What a belter They scored five times And that was the pick mm. of the bunch It was like a 50-50 That he rifled into the top corner yeah. It's not a bad way of uh, Going about your business Alex, yours? Yeah, I'm going up to five For my one Wraith Rovers Ethan Ross Gets the ball in a half turn 10 yards inside his own half Drives 20 yards And pile driver Into the top left-hand corner 
Sensational young man And what about your howler of the weekend then? Have you got one from the lower leagues? Yeah. Did you manage to find one? Yeah, I mean Simon, the Kilmarnock fan who called on Saturday night Invited us to have a look at the penalty that he felt his team should not have been given So we did And the referee, Colin Stephen, has made a howler We must insist, Alec, that if you're going to award a penalty The offence must take place Inside the penalty box Yeah it's a fairly good Criteria to kick things off Right Alex Your howler of the weekend Yeah it's a relegation Relegation dogfight Dunfermline Losing 5-0 To Morton Gordon So for me it's a collective win For uh, Big Yogi's boys mm. They're in serious trouble Okay 01419511025 Let's hear from you Monday night The final week Of the top flight winter break I can't promise you The crowds will be back But the football will be Surely the football will be back So it'll be yes. good to look forward to that In the meantime What have you got for us? Transfer The window is now very much up and running Ten days in Celtic looking set to sign Riley McGree Celtic fans What have you made of him? I'm sure you've done your research How does he fit in? This is now quite a number of midfield options Does this spell the end for some that are at the club? How do you see Or is this all about just adding squad numbers? How do you see them fitting in? Rangers fans very keen to get your thoughts on Benjamin Segrist Reports today suggesting you could be interested In a pre-contract for the Dundee United Stopper Is he one that catches your eye? Is he one you would like to pursue? If so, why? If not, why? And more generally What does the succession plan look like for, for Alan McGregor? Would would that be the replacement? Or would that be in as a number two? How do you see the goalkeeping position Panning out at your club? And anything else at all Hibs fans? Martin Boyle There's some serious money Getting talked about From the Middle East Are you concerned You will lose him uh, Before the window ends And like we said Big games over the weekend In the lower leagues So do not be shy 01419511025 Quite enjoyed getting to Shine the spotlight On the championship Alex At the yeah, weekend Yeah without doubt We have to say The Hamilton uh, Patrick Thistle game The first half was rather uh, Drab However the second half Was absolutely brilliant It was end to end stuff uh, and both managers will feel as if you know they could have got the three points, but I think the draw in the end was probably about fair. Uh, I think if you have drama at the top of a league and drama at the bottom, then it shows that league is functioning well. Now you have the top four in the championship separated by just three points. Kilmarnock could go top if they beat the mighty Jags on Friday night at Fairhill. And at the bottom, Morton leapfrog Dunfermline. Because of that uh, huge win on Saturday uh, And now Dunfermline bottom I mean, it's almost inconceivable They could slip into the third tier of Scottish football However, they are bang up against it 01419511025 Come on then, that is the number you need I did say Celtic fans I want to hear your opinions on what looks to be The imminent signing of Riley McGree He certainly looks like he will Join Ange Postacoglu's men very soon So what have you made of him? I know you'll have been doing your research And how does he fit in uh, to Celtic's midfield plans If you've not heard too much about him Well sit back and we can do just that Because I'm pleased to say Gabriel Sutton Who's a Birmingham City expert Joins us on the line Gabriel thank you for taking the time We very much appreciate it What type of player is Riley McGree? Hi folks Yeah pleasure to be on And just uh, before I start Um Pleasure to chat to Alex Ray as well. I remember um, 
Wolves coming back from three down against Leicester, was it? And I think Alex Ray scored in uh, in that game. So, Riley, um, Riley, Riley, this was going so well. The last thing he needs is for his head to get any bigger. <laughs> Thanks very much, Gabriel. Listen, it was, was a wonderful header, if you remember rightly. I even called him Riley there because I'm so obsessed <laughs> with getting on to, to hear about the player. Gabriel, my apologies. Anyway, on you go. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, I think in terms of Riley McGree, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that Celtic um, have gone for him. I didn't necessarily see him as uh, someone that could make an impact in in European football necessarily. Um, I think he's got a lot of heart, a lot of drive. He can really carry the ball forward. Um, I think he's an athlete as well. So there's a, there's a likeable element about him from that perspective. But uh, I think that in terms of his end product, in terms of his uh, creativity, I think you'd probably want to have someone near him that's maybe a little bit more technical. So I'm not quite sure about how great a signing this is for Celtic, if I'm being brutally honest. The Birmingham fans do see, and this is a very non-scientific way of judging these things these days, Gabriel, the Birmingham fans seem pretty sad to, to see him uh, go or looks like he will go. Why is that? Um, I think he's uh, he's certainly likable. I think when it comes to Birmingham, we've um, got a relatively um, working class uh, sort of fan base, and I think that kind of feeds into maybe how we look at some of our players. And I think often we romanticise players that are real grafters and full of heart in the sort of the Scott Brown mould, I suppose. So, so there's an element to that. Uh, but also he's got bags of energy as well. And, and also, I think, in terms of numbers as well, I mean, um, we lost uh, Heath Chong to injury, which is uh, a real issue last season. He was brilliant on loan from Manchester United. He's probably someone who I think would be more what Celtic should should be looking for. Um, but I think in terms of uh, Riley McGree, yeah, he's got lots of energy. I just don't feel like he's got a hell of a lot of quality on him, in my opinion. How does how do Birmingham use him? And you know what what type of role does he perform? What what type of system? How does he? What what will see the best out of him? Sure. Um, well, for Blues, he's played as an attacking midfielder in a three-four-one-two uh, under Lee Bowyer. Uh, sometimes it's been a little bit different. Sometimes it's been more like a three-one-four-two, where he's been playing with one of two eight. I think he's better actually driving into space. And I sometimes think when you play him as a number 10, uh, he's not always got the space to drive into because they tend to be quite congested areas. So I would actually be in favour of maybe dropping him a little bit deeper and letting him carry the ball forward that way. We always look at the, the connection. Gabriel, he's had an interesting career because he's, you know, he's technically a Charlotte FC player, but he's never played for them. He's been on loan at Birmingham. Uh, the man who first brought him into the Australian setup was was Ange Postecoglou, who, who's the Celtic manager, of course. Um, I guess the hope would be that that personal touch can be the thing that gets the, the best out of him. Yeah, you'd certainly hope so, and maybe if he's shown um, a little bit of a little bit of love, that would certainly help. I, I'm just kind of conscious that. Um, Celtic will probably face a lot of deep blocks in the um, the Scottish Premiership this season because a lot of teams would be quite sort of conservative. They'd look at Celtic and say, we'll take a point. So I think that maybe starting McGree in a, a deep position where there'll be more space maybe in the middle third where he can pick up the ball and drive forward, maybe that'll get the best, um, best out of him. But, I, you know, I remember just looking from afar, I remember Celtic 
you know, in the days of the playing Barcelona and uh, I think you lost to Juventus in the quarter final in 2013. And, you know, this team that's, you know, the Lisbon Lions, if you want to go back even further, and it does feel like there's been quite a fall from grace where you're now looking at what I would consider to be a pretty middling championship player and, and bringing him in. Now, that's not to say that Postacoglu couldn't do a brilliant job with McGree. Maybe he can. Maybe he can get a tune out of him. I'm just not quite so sure that this is the signing that's going to take Celtic to that next level. There we go. Not exactly a glowing recommendation from Gabriel Sutton, but it would be boring if everyone agreed. Thank you uh, to Gabriel for giving us his thoughts. The one thing, Alex, that, that did jump out, though, because the... The, the energy side of it The, the obvious Ange Post This is an Ange Postacoglu signing It's got him all over it Clearly yes. um, and If we take it in context Of these Japanese players as well It just looks like He's absolutely Fixed and, and adamant On getting players in that, that, that suit his system So to speak Yeah Yeah well I think If he's driving from the middle of the park You know he's got plenty of quality uh, In front of him When you look at You've got Jota You've got Kyogo You've got Abada, you've got James Forrest, you've got Turnbull, you've got Rogic. So it may well be a, like, a ball carrier that he's actually looking for. And, and he did say that he's got a, a good athleticism driving from middle of the park. So that may well be it. But you have to say, they're really splashing the cash out Celtic yeah. to try and have a go and support When, uh, when Gabriel talks about Celtic's fall from grace, he may have overlooked the uh, quadruple treble. Uh, but uh, Gabriel is giving one man's opinion. Uh, and in his opinion... And I am offering my opinion on Gabriel's opinion. In his opinion, he doesn't think that uh, Riley McGree is good enough to play for Celtic at the highest level. Uh, but the one thing that the Celtic fans do is trust in Ange Postacoglu's judgment. They have uh, Furuhashi as the glowing example. They now have three other Japanese players in whom they have invested their trust. And uh, uh, Riley McGree, should the transfer be completed... Uh, will come into that category. Uh, Ange Postacoglu so far has won the respect of the fans in terms of his player judgment because mm. of Furuhashi. Now four other players have to back up his judgment. Yeah, that's what we're seeing in action, isn't it, Alex? A guy who has won over the Celtic fans. Whether you know the problem, well, not the problem. The thing about this city, you go around all day. Talking about whether that's justified And people from the outside will have the opinion The fact is He's won over the Celtic fans yes. And he's clearly Won over the board To an extent where they are putting a lot of trust In in him to, to attract players and, Yeah and absolutely This is another Australian boy as well Gordon He's got four Japanese players now uh, Under his stewardship And when you look at the way that Particularly Kyogo It'll be interesting to see how the other three guys do Gordon um, You know we haven't, obviously haven't seen them at the moment Juranovic has been a success as well You look at Abada being a success So in terms of his uh, recruitment policy Whether he had a, a, a wholehearted uh, 100% uh, call on all these You know I'm sure the, the backroom staff would have actually been looking at some of that The recruitment uh, kind of list that they had So it'll be really fascinating because the one thing they're doing is they're very, As I just said a couple of minutes ago They are back in mm. Big Ange and you know with, with millions upon millions Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five Celtic fans, what do you make of what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're reading uh, about Riley McGree? What do you make of the business done so far as a whole? Uh, let's see what John thinks. John, what's your opinion on the signing so far, and, and perhaps this one, which looks imminent? 
Good evening, Shoes, Alec and Gordon. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've not really seen much of this boy, to be true for you. But, uh, Alec, can I ask you something about one of your uh, comments last week, just before we go on? Look, you were on about Hatati, the boy we've signed, right? And it doesn't really make any difference if he's versatility. Two minutes later, you said it was great because Rangers are citing this boy Sands with his versatility. So what's the difference between Celtic and Rangers there? <coughs> no, no, listen, what I said was... It's, I, I, no, I didn't. I know it was... I I know, did. No, listen, I know, I know it was carved <laughs> up the way it was in one of your DB kind of... Individuals uh, mm-hmm. Who sit there Playing with a wee moose uh, Every night And uh, try and guys it up As if that's what I said I actually said That it was important That if you can get A utility player in They can be invaluable I'm stood with Simon Donnelly I've played with guys like that If you can get a six or seven Playing with there Now what I said was I've yet to see A kind of left sided Left back Left midfielder Playing centre forward as well Now I've not seen the guy So for me to actually Kind of make comment Comment on any of these players is uh, far off the mark Looks like he's going to be a midfielder anyway Yeah, it's for, an attacking midfielder, yeah uh, John, what about Funny Alex says that about midfielders Riley McGree's also a midfielder um, What do you make of that department of the, the team at the moment And how you see things panning out? I've not really seen much But as what my point was to the, the, the producer there is uh, I don't think it's worked out for James McCarthy The way we all thought it would and with all these midfielders coming in And with the energy Celtic want to play under Ange I, I don't think I, I feel sorry for James McCarthy But I don't think he's got a Excuse me, a future I just want to know what you and I think Well, he's on a four-year contract um, I would like to know the extent to which Anne Postacoglu was involved In in that particular deal Because uh, four years uh, of a deal For someone who, sadly in the latter part of his career was bedeviled by injury. A four-year contract did seem generous uh, on Celtic's part. Not that uh, McCarthy has anything other than the absolute right to grab the deal with both hands, but he has yet to play two good games in a row for Celtic. Uh, That may be something that James can correct in the fullness of time, but I think after this break... And when football comes out of hibernation I'll be very interested to see The scale of the contribution that James Is able to make between now and the end of the season And where he fits into the pecking order As other players Come into the club uh, Who do have Ange Postacoglu All over them But that doesn't strike me about James McCarthy He has it all to do To force his way into the picture here What do you think of him specifically Since John raises that name Alex? Yeah, listen, I think uh, I think he's had five starts scored and three in the league. It's nowhere near what you'd be looking for for a player of that calibre. Now, there was always a risk attached because he's had uh, some injuries over recent years. Uh, and I think I think he's finding it difficult. But when you look at the players who are in front of him at the moment, uh, Neil Beaton's come back into the mix as well, really mm. stood out. He's, he's uh, kind of kicked on when it mattered. You've got, uh, you, you know, McGregor, who for me is one let's of the go, best. Let's list those sort of central ones, right? Sure. McCarthy, Beaton, McGregor, Turnbull, Rogic, Hatati, Idiguchi, Sorrow and McGree, presumably. Yeah. So, they're not all going to feature. Sorrow, yeah. Sorrow will go, I think, in this window. Uh, there's already interest expressed in him. But of that list that you read out there, Gordon, James McCarthy would be well down the, that list. You know, he'd be somewhere near the bottom. So, it, it's up to James himself to... Put himself into Ange Postacoglu's thinking uh, In terms of who starts games for Celtic But at the moment He, he seems peripheral to say the, the least of it but, but Gordon, an... uh, but Gordon, you've mentioned guys there for me That, that don't really come into competition mm. with 
uh, McCarthy. You know, like I, I think Turbo's more uh, advanced. I think Beto, uh, sorry, Rogic is more advanced. So, so that I think my, McCarthy comes into Beto and Sorrow McGregor territory, and then obviously this guy McGree, possibly uh, maybe a, a deeper sitting one. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder. Listening to Gabriel there, he you know he said in his mind. An eight. An eight, so to speak That's where you would get the best out of Riley McGree I think that's clearly why um, well, That looks like the area Hitati will, will, will play in <laughs> Sorry, you've got after, him as well After yeah. all this, um, this talk about him being versatile But that certainly looks like Branch Postacoglu wants him uh, Will we see more of the Celtic manager putting his own stamp on it As Hugh says Players that have got him written all over it Because Tom Rogic is a wonderful footballer David yeah. Turnbull's a very good footballer They've all, They've contributed great moments this season but neither of them are really playing in in the position that we're used to seeing them in, in in previous seasons. Yeah, no, no, that's a good point, Gordon. I just I just think when you look at Turnbull, you look at his numbers. Uh, I think he's got a, a a big future with Celtic. I look at Tom Rogic, and for me, he's one of the standout middle to front guys mm. in that Celtic squad. And this is why I'm saying it'll be fascinating to see where these uh, Japanese players come in. Hatati's middle to front as well. So you're thinking, does that impact? That could potentially help them at the moment because of Turnbull's mm. uh, injury. Then you look at um, Ediguchi, who will be the sitting midfielder by all accounts, and then you've obviously got the other guy, um, Hatati, who's Maeda. Oh, sorry, yeah. Maeda's will be the striker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, taking so, him out of the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Keep your calls coming, Celtic fans. What are you making of Riley McGree? How do you see the midfield shaping up going forward? And Rangers fans, your thoughts, please, on Benjamin Segrist. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. It's 0141-951-1025 to get involved. We've been asking you, Celtic fans, your thoughts on Riley McGree and the midfield in general, because there are a lot. Uh, of midfielders being signed at the moment Which is no bad thing of course Just wondering how you see them uh, fitting in Rangers fans, the latest rumour Is it just rumour, is it more than that Is Benjamin Segrist uh, on a pre-contract to Dundee United Keeper Is that one that excites you And more generally for you What does the goalkeeping position look like going forward Alan McGregor's been some servant, he won't go on forever What does it look like, is it time to address that in this window or do you look to do it down the line And some breaking news tonight for you Motherwell fans We'd love to hear from you Graham Alexander has signed a new deal Until 2025 He's just passed the one year anniversary Of his appointment And he's been rewarded for a fine year With a new contract until 2025 So how would you sum up his contribution How pleased are you with that 01419511025 um, Let's bring in James Who's a Rangers fan in Postle Park uh, the latest report, James Benjamin Segrist, is that one that you would be happy to go for? Yeah, but I, 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 I like to look at the boy. Um, he's in, in every game that I've seen him in. I've not seen him in every game, but in games that I've seen him in, he's I, I, I'm not, is it right that he's the most shutouts in the league? I think he certainly, yeah, up? yeah. He's, he, the last time we read that stat out, and I'm trying to think, we've been off for a couple of weeks. I don't think he'll have. Um, or was it last season? Was it? I'm actually partially sighted, so I don't look at the, the, the newspapers. It's just scoreboard that I listen to. So that's what yeah, I, get I think them. that was last season. So it's not. It's not currently. Um, but there, what you're right. There was a there was a shutout stat that, that we read at some point on on Benjamin Rangers have only lost one game this season, ironically, to Dundee United with Seagrass in goal. And uh, I'm not saying that he put up a one man show, and that's why Rangers lost. But this is uh, an outstanding. And consistent goalkeeper 
And, uh, you know, I've always thought that uh, he was capable of, with all due respect to Dundee United, playing for a bigger club. So I, I find Rangers' interest in him perfectly understandable because Alan McGregor cannot go on. Um, perhaps in his own mind, might not even want to go on beyond this season. So Rangers are laying the groundwork for what will need to be done. Alex, do you rate Segrist how highly? Yeah. No, no, listen, I've, I've seen him several times, Gordon. I've been quite impressed. He has a presence about him, pulls off uh, big saves. Uh, and again, it, it makes sense. You know, you look at Alan McGregor, is he going to go for another year um, after this season? Uh, he's still performing very well. You look at John McLaughlin, the number of shutouts that he currently has when when he, when he comes into the first team as well. Uh, and the both of them cost uh, nothing really, Gordon. So, Segrist... I think it's a no-brainer mm. Depending what's happened With McGregor and John McLaughlin Going forward I was going to say What's the what's the plan then? Because I, I remember last season At the sort of start of last season There was a feeling that Maybe that would be Alan McGregor's last campaign Yeah Win the league Win it well He plays brilliantly You then know that This carrot of the, the Champions League sure. And all that sort of stuff Does does that Does it make sense to try and address And I'm not saying Benjamin Segrist is Rangers number one for the next sure. 10 years but does it make sense to address that now or do you just wait? Well it depends on what the conversation is with uh, the manager uh, of Rangers uh, whether he sees Alan McGregor going forward whether he's planning uh, you know this for, for Segrist to come in and play Gordon and uh, it's interesting because you know when you look at Alan McGregor it's very difficult to hang up when you're performing uh, hang up your gloves when you're performing like the manner in which he does uh, I, I don't see his performance dipping all that much this season. I think he's still performing at a very good level. So it's fascinating. You know, John McLaughlin's into the last six months of his contract as well. So he'll probably be looking to try and get mm. uh, sorted sooner rather than later. So I'm sure if Seagrass came in, I would imagine one of the two would probably be leaving. The best goalkeeper in the league right now is Craig Gordon. He's 39 years old and he's just signed a new contract extension. Therefore... Alan McGregor might fancy going down that road and think, well, yeah, I can play beyond mm. 40. Uh, it's not out with the bounds of possibility. But I think Rangers uh, are doing the correct thing by covering their backs in case Alan McGregor decides he doesn't want to play beyond this season, in case someone comes in for John McLaughlin in this window, or if he sees himself going back down to England uh, in the summertime. So... Uh, as I say, I find the interest in Seagrist totally understandable. Um, James, what's, what's your thoughts on Alan McGregor? Is this the, the reports about Benjamin Seagrist, and that's what it is at the moment? Is that just to come in and, and be a number two and you know nothing else, or, or is this the start of, of looking at life after Alan McGregor? What, what would your guess be? Yeah, well, I, I think they will, they, will, they will be looking more for a, a number. Two. I think that's more a number two position. I, um, I, I do think McGregor will, will stay on another year, but I don't think it'll be like. I, I do think we need some, a, a, a goalkeeper in position that's going to be there for the full season, and, and I think Alan McGregor might slide to number two, and the boy Seagrass may well be the number one because he's going to have a better defender, in, a better defence in front of him. Yep. He, he is a short stopper. He, I, I see him as a, he's no one for playing out to the back and stuff. Like that. I don't see him like that as, as much anyway, but he's more of a short stopper than that. Well, up and down his athletics sort of stuff like that but, but he's not going to be under as much uh, pressure, pressure yeah. as he's used to getting in it and, and, and anyway, yeah I mean I think you're right I think and the thing is Alex there was a lot of speculation it looked actually he would leave Dundee United in the summer I think yeah. they expected a bit 
Different interest Or more interest Or whatever They signed Trevor Carson And uh, as, as a very able, able deputy He's now gone on What's your Your feeling again About that long term Because there, I mean Robbie McCrory's still in the building sure. Rangers liked what he did When he came in And played that game Against Celtic And uh, What does the, the long term Look like it's very difficult to say Gordon If uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised If Seagrass was on the radar You know he fits the bill He's athletic And uh, you know He's a decent competent goalkeeper Again it goes back to As I've just said a minute ago It depends Where Robbie McCrory Fits into this also uh, As I said I'm I, I'm surprised that, that You know Because I thought that John McLaughlin might have been Tied up for what he's already done Maybe they see uh, Seagrass as a, as a better number two To McLaughlin If McGregor mm. does stay on It's very difficult to say But the one good thing about it is, is they're attracting decent options here, Gordon. Just for a bit of fun, if we're talking <laughs> good goalkeepers in our own league who are approaching the end of their contract and you're in charge, do you go Segrist or do you go for Xander Clark? Oh, um, just a bit of fun. I, I would probably, and, and I, I really do like Xander. I know him, I've known him since he was a kid uh, at Rangers way back in the day. I would probably go for Segrist just, and I mean on this season's form. With respect to your next door neighbour I have to go with mm. Alec on this one I think Seagrass uh, is The right type of guy uh, I don't like goalkeepers with beards either <laughs> I knew there would be something bizarre in there And it's, he's not directly next door He's just sort of across a bit So there's enough distance That I don't think he'll be too offended Could he hit your um, door with a pie if he threw it there? Oh easily With a goal kick No, no doubt about well, it Well after what I've said You might find a not me. Um, James, what what else is on your mind about the transfer window then? Whether it's players in or, or players out, what else are you thinking? About, I was just thinking about um, like Newcastle when I asked him about I mean, Newcastle are struggling for a striker just now, and I'm worried that maybe a last ditch attempt coming for Morelos because there's talk about even like Chris Woodfield Burnley and like they're, they're, they're being quoted like 40, 50 million and all that. They're not going to want to pay that just for the last. What is it, 18 games or whatever else they've got to try and get out of the relegation? So, if it comes right down to the wire, there could be a sneaky bid for, for Morelos. And Aston Villa just now looking for a left back as well. Um, they'll try to get Luca Dean, and it looks as if he's trying to look to go to Newcastle if he's trying to chase the money. So, maybe they'll come in for that last ditch with Barisic, So You could say after the weekend, Newcastle are struggling for. Everything. Lots of <laughs> positions yeah. uh, But let me put James's mind at rest Because uh, uh, Newcastle tonight Have made a bid For a Belgian striker So That would uh, Appear to suggest That uh, Alfredo Morelos Is not their first choice um, I wouldn't touch Newcastle With a barge pole uh, If I was a player Right now Because I think There's Further upheaval on the way. Bank uh, balance would look Come tremendous. On, Four year contract on about 80, 90 grand a week. I'm sure I'd maybe get my boots back on for would that. You, would, but in the championship? Yeah, but the thing is, you're going in there the now, don't you? So 90 grand a week um, keeps you going for a couple of years, Shug. Well, I have no doubt, and uh, it's everyone's right to pursue their uh, best interest, but. I'm only bringing uh, James up to speed. Newcastle tonight have made a bid for a Belgian striker. Yeah, and he, he is right about Aston Villa looking for a left back. Looking at the reports down there, though, Alex, it looks like Lucas Dina is is likely. I don't think it's been confirmed. Twenty five million, you would get Barisic a good bit cheaper than that. Yes, uh, I would imagine. But if they do get him, then I wonder if that would put James's Feeding. fears uh, yeah. to bed. Yeah, listen. Obviously, there's there's a few players who have been uh, mentioned in the papers in the last few days, Gordon and Bonham Barisic. I'd be disappointed to see Barisic leave. 
Partly because I think he brings good balance to that left uh, hand side of the defence uh, You've also, he's just mentioned Morelos as well Into the last 18 months of his contract And then you've also got Joe Rebo, one of the standouts uh, In the Rangers team this year So, you know, there's a lot of players playing at the top of their game For me, I'm hopeful that he can maintain and keep all of them Because when you look at what Celtic are spending uh, They're really having a pop at this And it's important that Rangers mm. maintain that kind of level of uh, kind of squad Alex, and strength. The, the striker that Newcastle are going after, his first name is Hugo. You can't have too oh, many God. good Hugos about you. you. You talk about Celtic having a go, Ali, yeah. and, and you're right, but is there a part of this that, that we shouldn't overlook that I mean, they need to, or, or they needed to? You look at the, the overhaul yeah. of the squad, you look at what injuries did in the first half of the season. Rangers had that big squad, Rangers yeah. had that settled squad, Rangers were our champions. Was it, was it not always going to be that, that, that Celtic had to give it a bit more? To, to try and, and yeah. bridge the gap No no It doesn't surprise me In the slightest That they, well, the The first half of the season We know what they've actually Brought to the table And most of them have paid off uh, There's been a couple of it A little bit You mentioned McCarthy, uh, McCarthy there You mentioned uh, Starfelt Not quite Kind of At the level so far But then you look at Yakimatis Not quite sure But obviously Abada Kyogo Um uh, Carter Vickers come in alone Jota on loan So they, they've obviously paid, paid dividends Joe so Hart Joe Hart's been brilliant yeah. Absolutely But then you're bringing in These new guys To, to supplement what mm. you're actually saying And I think One of the things That we often say in the show Gordon They, they didn't have the strength and depth This is very much given Trying to get and, that Yeah without doubt yeah. Uh, James it was nice to speak to you That was James In Postle Park On 01419 511025 And this is a great time to call Always a great time Because you could be up next So give us a shout Let us know what you're thinking This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard I mean just quickly Before we get back to the football What about that guy Stephen with the travel Hugh Keevans We had had him on the show on Saturday Because his beloved Dunfermline Got battered Mm 5-0 off Morton Mm -hmm. He was in New York And some people will just do anything To get over a disappointing defeat for their team He went and got engaged In New York oh. I mean whether it was planned Or whether it was knee jerk Because Dunfermline are hopeless And they needed cheering up I don't know I had a five minute um, conversation With this guy In the newsroom earlier today He didn't crack a light He did tell me that Dunfermline would go down But he, that's his One affair of the heart Dunfermline But he didn't tell me About his other affair of the heart That's his one true love I think But he's managed to find room For, for something else as well Alex So fair enough But we did say the weekend like He's gone all the way to New York And hung about with producer Callum Twice and managed to squeeze in an engagement at times. He's probably got bad advice what? after the big chap in next door. Well, that's what I was wondering actually. I don't know if it's some sort of like club. Um, oh, as long as he doesn't ask DL. Just striving to get to DL levels. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's hear from Jim, who's a Celtic fan in Springburn. Jim, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, good evening, uh, Gordon, Alec, and you. Hello. Hi Jim Yeah uh, I was just That, that gentleman that was on Talking about uh, Riley McGree mm-hmm. uh, To me He sounded like A Peter Grant Or a Neil Lennon he, He's a ball winner He's full of energy Well Maybe not Lennon To that extent But he was Lennon was clever But he, As he said He, he needed like A technical player Beside him mm-hmm. So he's got Roggett's McGregor Grant Had uh, Paul McStay, Neil Lennon had Lubo, etc. Had Big Tom Roberts going into that as well. If that boy can win the ball and drive forward and bring their players in, we can stretch most teams at the back. Yeah, Hugh, again, 
This is what's fascinating Because this is the bit That we can't solve just now We can all have our little theories uh-huh. Only time will tell If Ange Postacoglu Sees Riley McGree as Going into his midfield Playing every week You play Rangers tomorrow He plays You get to a cup final He plays Or whether this is An acknowledgement That there's been a huge upheaval He needs numbers First and foremost He needs good options So yeah. that when these injuries Come along And he needs guys That he knows And, and he can trust yeah, Celtic have gone 100% behind Ange Postacoglu in this window They have given him his head And they have allowed him to exercise his own knowledge of these players In Furuhashi, we have factual evidence of a player He came here, he scored goals, he captivated the support And he is the most popular guy at Celtic Park Fact The rest of it is a leap of faith Idiguchi Maeda Hatati And if he comes Riley McGree A leap of faith Because none of us know If he can do A Furuhashi Or not But Ange Postacoglu Believes that they can And he's the manager So it's a leap of faith For Jim And all the Celtic supporters But Ange Postacoglu believes He's got in the right guys yeah, Alex. I mean, look. This is every every time a player gets linked. We we did it last week with James sure. Sands. We do it with loads of people. Get someone on who's seen them. You don't have to agree. I mean, it's one man's opinion. It's a it's a it's a better insight than we can offer. Because let's yeah. be honest, we we don't watch watch Riley McGree. I mean, there are read some analysis of him today, suggesting that he, you know he actually is, he's. Creativity numbers are actually not bad. Fair enough. That's not what Gabriel saw. He saw a more of an energetic workman like. Um, performer So fine We'll find out What what do you make of Jim's Suggestion And, and link um, yeah. Sort of likening him To, to Celtic yeah. Midfielders of the past When I when I was listening to uh, Gabriel uh, Kind of give us His uh, lowdown on this guy I was saying that If he's a guy that can drive For the middle of the park Gordon But it's not just with the ball Because obviously the, the offensive options for Celtic Are very impressive So even if he gets to a certain point Pops it off from that aspect the way Ange Postacoglu wants to play is he wants to play a really high-pressing game, starting off with Kyogo. And if you've got guys at the back who are energetic and who can press, this guy may well be the guy that they've actually go in. Because with the greatest respect to Tom Rogic and things, uh, and Turnbull, they're not really that type of players now. They're, they're mobile enough and they get about and they're great on the ball. But in terms of that high press to start, they're not the type of guys that... You know, you're going to get that time after time And this may well be the case where you're bringing in these new Japanese guys You're looking at uh, this boy Riley McGree as well So we may well see something further down the line We just don't know at the moment But it's, I find the whole thing fascinating Because what you're doing is You're bringing all different types of players in This guy's more athletic, bombing forward You've got the versatility of some of the Japanese guys They can play off the front uh, Maeda can play the front three You've got Idiguchi who can play at the base and then you've got Hatati who's a bit more versatile who can go middle to front. Uh, and what he's looking to try and do here is, Gordon, is he's actually... I met somebody in the corridor and they were saying the, the amount of players that they're starting to accumulate, that was clearly an issue for Celtic in the, the opening half of the season. And by doing this, it gives them options. Mm. Jim, are you excited generally about the way Celtic are going about their business this window? Yeah, so far, well, you've got to be optimistic, uh, Gordon. And I think... Uh, like, this this boy could be a replacement, no a replacement, but uh, standing in for Turnbull, will Turnbull might be injured for a wee while. Yeah, it seems to me like the same sort of player, up, head up, look forward, rather than you're you're going backs and uh, 
straight straight passes. If that's what that uh, gentleman mm. has seen, you know what I mean. This is the, the beauty of any signing at any level, Hugh. Ange Postacoglu might actually see something in this player that to use him differently from from the way he's been used at at Birmingham or elsewhere. All you can do is assess what has gone on previously, try and form some sort of opinion about what that might look like going forward. But Ange Postacoglu first brought um, Rayleigh McGree into the international side well, way back. I think it was twenty seventeen. Uh, he was only 18 years of age So he's going to have kept an eye on him He'll he'll know what he's getting himself in for When Ange Postacoglu came here To take over Celtic In the wake of a disastrous season He didn't have players that he knew Trusted, believed in Now in this window He is putting his stamp on it If The three Japanese players who have come in In this window I'm not talking about Furuhashi As I say He's established In fact We know That he's a player But the three Japanese And If he signs Riley McGree They all have Ange Postacoglu Stamped on the back of their shirt And This is Entirely now About Ange Postacoglu's judgement Whatever happens Between now And the, the The remainder of the season Is down to Ange Postacoglu's judgement Of a player Excitement is an allowable reaction from the fans I know they are from speaking to Celtic supporters In here today They're excited They want to see as many of the new faces as possible Next Monday against the Hibs at Celtic Park So the excitement is understandable Now we have to find out If they are as good as Ange Postacoglu believes they are Uh, Thank you to Jim Let's go straight to Sean in Pollock And see what his take on it all is Take it away Sean Alright guys, I just want to say something to Alex and I'm not going to give him a bit of grief like the last guy did earlier because I'm a white guy and I've got a lot of... Yeah, you can if you want. <laughs> nah, but for Alex to be honest with you, believe it or not. So maybe you were saying, Alex, you said you couldn't get a left back or you've never heard a left back that plays left wing and up top. Is that said? Say that again, you broke up a bit, Sean. I, I've, no, I've not seen too many of them, Sean. I, I know Gareth Bale started off at left back and then went wound up up top but other than that, I've not really seen a great deal. The only thing that popped in my head straight away was Callum Patterson, but he was a right back. That's a, I just want to say there is daft things out there, mm. but I think he's coming to play up, uh, up top. I think he'll be the attacking midfielder, like they said. Yeah, I think I think you're right, yeah. Sean. I think that's what happens. You, I think everyone's got a little bit carried away in hearing all the different sure. positions that this guy has played, and that's why it was nice to hear Ange Postacoglu sort of clarify and say he's here um, as a midfielder. What about all these signings, and what have you made of it? The only thing I know I knew about that Riley McKeith is that he scored that mad scorpion kick years ago. That's the only right, thing I, yeah. I remember the name, and I'm see when I seen him pop up, like obviously Celtic were linked with him or that. Is that who that was? And I'm like, that's strange. But I don't really know a lot. And then I thought, obviously the Birmingham City expert, whatever he was, that was I thought it was, that's his opinion. But I thought it was a pretty, a pretty harsh that he doesn't think he's got no good talent to be there. So. He must have something if, if Posta Coglu wants to say now He must have something about him He's not going to come in And just sit on the bench Like a Yeti does Just sits on the bench And doesn't contribute Yeah like we said Hugh That's that's the personal touch Yeah um, It's fine like that Gabriel didn't, didn't Gabriel also Sort of referenced Celtic Playing Barcelona And Juve Which Even the most optimistic Celtic fans Would acknowledge That's that's not Where they're at at the moment So, so no, whether right. that, that's relevant or not Is He'd been offered for, for another day, but look, listen, that's that's fine. Um, 
the personal thing is as as Sean says, this is, Ange Postacoglu sort of lives and live and die by signings like this because mm-hmm. it's, it's, as you, I think you phrased it well earlier on, it's got him written all over it. Yeah. When he came here, uh he wasn't responsible for Barkas being at Celtic, he wasn't responsible for Bolingoli being at Celtic, he wasn't responsible for Ayeti being at Celtic, and there was nothing he could do about it. They were of no use to him. Uh but now Halfway through the season He has his first window Where he can do serious business And This is Ange Postacoglu's doing The the Japanese trio Who will join Furuhashi That's Ange Postacoglu's doing There can be no one else Responsible for bringing them in And likewise Riley McGree uh, So The second half of the season is down to Ange Postacoglu and his judgment where Celtic are concerned. He can't influence what happens at other clubs, but mm. this is his team now. And, you know, we're only at the 10th of January. He's got another three weeks yet. He can bring in more. What does this say about the influence of the, the Celtic manager, Sean? Because some clubs adopt a, a director of football model, a head of recruitment model, and transfers are, are kind of done at that level with a bit of input for the manager. Um, Celtic don't have that at the moment Whether that's something they will look to soon Time will tell But th- this seems to be very much all on the manager During this window I think the manager's got the f- He obviously identifies who he wants That's what the director of football usually does But we don't have it So he'd say he wants he wants such A, B and C And then I don't, I don't know who the person is That Michael Nicholson he would speak to about all that stuff Yeah, chief executive yeah, so I think Michael Nicholson's done decent and backed him But there is Obviously there's a big risk with backing a manager that much in January and even in the summer you need to and you need to I think you need to win the league obviously I think you, I don't think they will win the league because I'm just being honest I don't think they will win the league but I think that I think this is the best chance they've got if they can recruit well in January they might have a chance but I still don't think they will well, it's going to be a fascinating few months, that's for sure we've got a fascinating few weeks in fact before we even get to that and the transfer window uh, closes Thank you very much Sean And Pollock It's that time of the night already Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Hugh Evans was the unlikely hero On Beat the Pundit last week His colleagues let him down drastically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday They lost every single one of them We were heading for a whitewash Then up stepped Mr Keevans and save the day Let's see if the pundits Can get their act together A bit more this week 0141 951 1025 You need to call Before 7 o'clock So be quick And your chance To beat the pundit Is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 Pick up the phone Let the guys know what you're thinking It's the final week Celebrations all round The final week of the top flight winter break And with that in mind It's all really about transfers Celtic closing in on Australian midfielder Riley McGree Celtic fans Is he one you've done your research on? What have you made of him? What do you make of the way the midfield is taking shape going forward? Benjamin Segrist linked with Rangers What do you fans make of him? Is that one you would go for? Uh, and how do you see the goalkeeping situation going from here? Because Alan McGregor's obviously number one But for how much longer? Uh, pick up the phone and let us know New contract for Graham Alexander as well Martin Boyle, very much a wanted man uh, in the Middle East So whatever you've got, if it's something different, now's the time to call 
Meet the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. I said it just before the news. These lot were hopeless last week, with the notable exception of Hugh Keevans. You feeling good about yourself? Thank you. Uh, I, I, I am. Yes, I have to. I, I with a resurgence. I think yeah. I'm not bottom of the table. I can't think who is bottom of the table with Black Arthur, but I'm sure. I'm sure I've read the name somewhere. Alex Ray's done the unthinkable. He was top of the table last season and Stoneboard. I don't know what's happened. Uh, all I'm saying is, see if he had mentioned my name tonight, he'd have begun the 41 bus back to Bearsden. <laughs> anyway, Chris and Paisley is tonight's contestant. How's it going, Chris? Not too bad, not too bad, how are you? Good, thank you You'll be hoping you come up against <laughs> Alex Ray The man who's struggling for form You don't want to take on the new unlikely hero of Beat the Pundit, Mr Keevans, do you? I would rather, because I've already beat Alex so I don't want Oh, to make have you? Oh, you know. he's got uh, me in his back pocket When was this, a few years ago? <laughs> it was a couple of years ago Wow, right, it could be It could be the double over Alex Ray Heads, it will be Hugh, though I'm a Rangers fan, so I don't want to do that to Alex Oh, you're all fine. heart, Chris. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Heads, it's Hugh, and tails, it is Alex. And do you know what? He's got his wish. What, Shug? Oh, no, sorry, that wasn't his wish. It's tails, it's you. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so let's give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to, and that way he won't cheat because he might have to, Chris. It's, it's, it's at that stage for him. Uh, 30 seconds, answer as many questions as you can. If you don't know, pass quickly and move on, okay? Okay. Let's do it. 30 seconds starts now. Which English side did Rangers sell Stephen Davis to in 2008? Southampton. Name any Englishman Celtic have signed this season. Uh, Posh. Name any SPFL manager who's been appointed in 2022. 2022? Uh, not Who was the last player to score in an old firm game? Hellander. Which company currently sponsors the Scottish League Cup? Scottish League Cup. Who was voted Scotland Men's National Team Player of the Year for 2021? Okay, let's bring Alex back. Finished strongly, Alex. Are you ready to go? Sorry, I was just singing a um, simple mindset. It was awful, if I'm being honest. Let's hope your Beat the Pundit performance is better. 30 seconds. Are Are you ready? Go. Which English side did Rangers sell Stephen Davis to in 2008? Southampton. Name any Englishman Celtic have signed this season. Englishman, uh. Pass. Name any SPFL manager who's been appointed in 2022. Uh, pass. Who was the last player to score in an old firm game? Uh, Aribo. Which company currently sponsors the Scottish League Cup? Bells. Who's <laughs> voted to score? I'll finish, the, I'll finish the question since I started it. Who was voted Scotland Men's National Team Player of the Year for 2021? Again. Bells. What is it? Is it Grants? What is it? I can't remember. There's no bells, I'll tell you that. Anyway, uh, Chris, how do you think that went? I had a shocker, but I pulled it back. But Alex, man, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly feel like you. I, I don't know what's happened. You know, in fact, you know what it's like. See, in uh, Space Jam, when like the NBA superstars lose all their powers, that's kind of what's happened to uh, Alex Ray because you were top of the league last year and you're all over the show. That's, that's cool. Honestly, I mean, you both had shockers to start. You both fell into the trap. It's not Southampton. It's Fulham. Oh. Southampton came Afterwards, later. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd lucky to get one here. <laughs> name any Englishman Celtic have signed this season. Joe Hart. Joe Hart. Yes. Liam Shaw. Urugidi. Uh So none of you got that. Name any SPFL manager who's been appointed in 2022. Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes. Yes. Lee Bullen. So after three questions, it's nil nil. 
Um, See, I was thinking the top flight there. That's where I was going wrong. So yeah, don't yeah. <laughs> at the standards, it's not wonderful. I must admit. However, we eventually got something on the board. The last player to score in an old firm game was Hillander. All right. Did he get it? He did get oh, it. Well he goes one nil up. The company who currently sponsors the Scottish League Cup is Premier Sports. It's the Premier Sports. How was I think was it the other cup, the Scottish Cup? No. Do we even know I've bought us something in here one time? <laughs> I've honestly Oh, oh Glenn's know, is yeah, the league Yeah right uh, okay Yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's, yeah. that's where I was coming from mm, yeah, Okay no, I'll sort of let you away with it it's, it's it's a bad answer It's just not as bad as I thought And f- Sadly for you Chris got it And he also got John McGinn Which you did I'm just did. happy to get one So at least you got one But it was a 3-1 defeat Chris The ball's well on done, its Chris. way to Paisley Well done Thank you Thank you If you come on once more You get Alex Ray You get to put him in your mantelpiece yeah, I'm going for 10 in a row <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris and Paisley Well done 01419511025 To take part tomorrow And Or to get in touch On the phones right now Hugh They just They just need you well, Basically I'm going to be studying Between now and Friday I'm going to be studying I may have to arrive here Like Clark Kent Well you've been called worse Let's go Back to the phones Let me just check No more breaking transfer news Since whilst we're on air I think the only breaking news We had tonight was Graham Alexander's no, new there's, contract There is one Go Was there? Rocky, Rocky Bushiri Ah that was before I meant to mention it But that was before we came on Great Hibs. name Signed for Hibs Great yeah Centre back Very interesting Hibs now Under Sean Maloney mm-hmm. You know I mean They're at Celtic Park Next Monday Bushiri I would imagine Central defender Will play uh, I would imagine That Harry Clark Will play uh, obviously, Ewan Henderson won't play because he's on loan from Celtic prior to signing a yep. permanent deal. Uh, so, very interesting game building up at Celtic Park next Monday. Yeah, and interesting to see if Martin Boyle will play. Yeah, Alex, yeah. Will, he, will he be a Hibs player? Sky reporting tonight, Hibs have rejected a £2 million bid uh, from a club in Saudi Arabia for him. He's got 14 goals this season. He's in great form. In fact, we spoke last week speculating yep. about whether yeah. you know Celtic were interested or not. Um, How can you afford to turn down two million when you've yeah. d- declared losses created by the pandemic, etc., etc.? Um, anyway, no, but do you know the thing is, turn down, down that for Kevin Nisbet more, and also Portis for Millwall as well. Not by a million. You, you can afford to knock it back if you think he's worth double that. You know that, that there has to be come up. I get what you're saying, but if that's the case, then you're just jumping at any price. If you think he's worth four or three, then you knock but, it back but, if it's two. One man's opinion. Hibs could not get £4 million for Martin Boyle No that's not necessarily my opinion either But I'm just saying if that doesn't reach your valuation That's how you knock it back um, Like they did with Kevin Nisbet The personal terms the, I mean seeing newspaper reports that This club want to give Martin Boyle a million pounds a year yeah. Hugh Keevans yeah. we, we talk about life changing money That is the definition of life changing money um, for someone who could never have imagined In his wildest imaginings That he could be on the verge of that kind of money So It's a fascinating story I'd be, I'd be expecting him to batter on the door Seriously as you said there I, I'm not exactly sure what the highest uh, paid guy is at Hibs But this is astronomical money In relation to what they're paying at Hibs well, I mean, it doesn't matter too much, but to speculate, you're looking at three or four times Hibs top earner, probably. Yeah, without, um, without doubt. So, you know, and the thing is, as you said, you know, if you're getting a three or four year contract, then it becomes yeah. a, a right good uh, deal for Martin Yeah, Boyle. because it's, it's very easy sometimes as fans, and we've, look, we've all been there to say, you know, players shouldn't just chase the money. 
but, but my goodness, as Hugh says, transformational, and, and yeah. then the rest. So if if that is on the table, and we assume it is because Hibs have knocked back the bid, um, he's got a decision to make as well, and, and how he feels about it. He can't go if the club don't let him. But you wonder what his headspace is like. Well, there wouldn't be a Hibs supporter, man, woman, or child, who would deny him the right to make that kind of money. Uh, so, a lot of things, as you rightly say, Gordon, must be going through his mind tonight, uh, and you know. <sighs> The club's finances That's up to Ron Gordon But um, It's a lot of money for them to turn down Gordon well, assuming you actually look at his career path You know uh, Montrose Dundee Hibs uh, And with the greatest respect to all these clubs They're not paying astronomical money This Gives you an opportunity to live a different lifestyle It's, it's fortunes uh, Let's go back to the phones then 0141 951 1025 Stephen Is a Rangers fan How are you feeling about the transfer window at the moment Stephen? Um, not particularly concerned with the the kind of inactivity. Um, not surprised either. Um, you know, I would say, what, 10 days into the window, I would expect there to be some activity, but it also wouldn't surprise me if there was at least one more player. And I'm talking about a first 11 player uh, making a move. Elsewhere, you know, I'd expect potentially some bids to come in, some serious bids that would take the board's interest. Um, who, but, I mean, who in particular, Stephen? Who who falls right into that that sort of bracket of you think you could good you could get good money for them, and it it might just be something that the club were were open to. Well, the thing is, you obviously don't want to disrupt the squad in the, the first eleven, and Nathan Patterson going. You know, was phenomenal piece of business for Rangers um, financially, and it wasn't uh doesn't cause great concern to the starting eleven. You know, you could be looking at somebody coming back in for Barisic. You could be looking at, you know, Glenn Kamara. Um, you know, the concern if you lose a Glenn Kamara is that right now you've not got a Ryan Jack to kind of take that position. Um, you've got John Lundstrom. You've got several other players. But the, do they do the same job as Kamara? Um, you know, th- those are the players, the Barisic's, Kamara's. None of us really know what's going on with Goldson. Um, you know, those are the positions, you know, potentially Morelos. But let's be honest, you know, we've been talking about Morelos for about four or five years yeah. and there hasn't been any, what you would call, major interest. There hasn't been any real headlines, you know, where somebody's literally knocking at the door. Um, you know, if, if nothing happened... I wouldn't be disappointed Just on the, the subject of outgoing Stephen Before we get to incomings then Does the sale of Nathan Patterson Not Protect Rangers if you like Or or make it less likely You know, don't, don't, Maybe don't have to sell anyone else Given the, the, the money they got in for him well, Financially 100% I mean you know I don't know what the The money was that we got in for Stephen Gerrard and the coaching staff But you know let's just say Patterson's deal was £10 million up front Or whatever it was and then any money that came in for Gerard, then then it leaves us in a strong position financially between now and the end of the, the season. Um, you know, Hughes been quoted and said it many times that he thinks Rangers could go unbeaten between now and the end of the season. I think that that could happen. Um, you can never say never, but it could happen. Uh, I, I'm quite curious and interested with the, the activity across the city at Celtic and whether the players that have been signed are, you know, first 11 players or whether they're squad players. Because, you know, if you talk about Abada 
Kyogo uh, Jota, assuming that they're all fit, then then that's as good as your your front three, and then you've got your Turnbull, your Rogic, your McGregor. You know, I, I'm surprised that they haven't added any more defensive-minded players. You know, and that they're really focusing on middle to front, which, given the way that they play, which is that high intensity, that's where they're experiencing the vast majority of their injuries. And, and if I was a Celtic supporter, you know, you'd obviously be enthused about players coming into what some could describe as a threadbare squad. But, you know, I mean, are they are they going to add to the starting 11? Because Celtic starting 11 has, has, has had some phenomenal results this season, now, none more than in Europe, you know, with some, some, some great results, um, you know, and great displays. I think with regard to a defensive player, you can see that Celtic are keen to hold on to Stephen Welsh. They keep resisting uh, the overtures from uh, Udinese in Serie A. Uh, and clearly that's because Ange Postacoglu believes that in Welsh, he has one for the future who can play in the present. Um, Julien is beginning to start the long comeback. Um, but I, I do agree that at times, Starfelt doesn't inspire trust. Uh, Carter Vickers is solid enough. Uh, but at times they do look as if they could do with one other defender in there. I wouldn't describe the squad as threadbare. Not now that uh, the three players have come in from Japan and possibly to be added to. Yeah, I think Stephen meant prior. You know, we looked at the impact the injuries had and so on. But it's um, it's certainly intriguing. I do not think that if the transfer window closed and Rangers had not signed anyone or sold anyone other than Patterson, I do not think it would make any difference. I still think they would win the league. I mean, Alex, I wonder if we sometimes get... A, I get why why we do it. We sort of go, is that going to be a starting player or is it going to be a squad player? But especially nowadays, the number of games teams play, yeah. the way that the high intensity you know, that, that Celtic seem to play at and apparently train at... Is it not about just giving yourself options? And I'm not saying they become squad players and they only play an emergency. Let, let's make it about Rangers, as, as Stephen mentioned. Let's take somebody like Yanis Hadji. Is Yanis is, is Hadji a nailed on starter in, in big games for Rangers? He's absolutely not. No. But yet the Rangers fans all love him and they think he's very talented and he, and he plays an important part. So they yeah. don't always have to fall into that category of you know, you know, starter yeah. or not to make her. Make an impact Or be popular players I think one of the things I've been saying for uh, About Rangers For uh, quite a while now Gordon Is no matter who they bring out Because over the, the last 18 months Under Stephen Gerrard After European games You're getting 4 or 5 changes And it was like for like And the level of player That you were bringing on uh, Was just doing as well as you, What you would consider A, a starting uh, player So I expect The exact same to happen Here with Celtic Because of the numbers Now when you actually look at The squad of players Currently have And I take the, the point on Earlier on a bit threadbare prior to the, mm. the window open. But Celtic are currently sitting around about 30 players, Gordon. Mm. And I mean guys who can come in and do a job. So you're looking at a squad now that's bloated at the top end. Yeah, you get you the, wonder get how many injuries. of them the manager sees as fitting into what he wants to do, yeah, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. But the, the, unless they get them out in January, Gordon, mm. they will be very much part of uh, what's yeah. going on in, in, in a weekly basis. But uh, the, the interesting thing is, what you have now is you have two squads that have a, a real good... Uh, selection of players uh, For both managers To choose upon uh, Yeah we covered A lot of good ground Stephen I must say Because Stephen started off Talking about Rangers Alex And, and yep. still He's not Closing off The possibility That, that, that someone does Chap the door for 
Yeah. For other players, what do you think? I don't. I uh, I I wouldn't be surprised, Gordon, if there was one or two bids come in. Uh, you know, we've obviously mentioned uh, Aribo, who's been quoted by uh, English Premier League clubs. You've got Kamara. Um, Morelos is always on people's uh, tongues at this time of the year as well. And to to, to go back to what uh, I think it was Stephen was saying earlier on, there was a concrete bid for Morelos for Lille. Uh, I think it was uh, 16 million quid. You know, they might look at that now and think that they should maybe have bitten the hand off him. But there was a bid at that point. Players coming in, the boy Olsen would excite me. You know, they've, they've been linked to him uh, again. I think the fact that they've got that money for Patterson, plus I think it's run, reported to be four million for for Steven Gerrard plus his staff. So there's been a, a an influx of uh, finances, which would allow the Rangers board to p- potentially, depending on you know what the offer was. To, to rebuff anything yeah. that was coming in and try and chase this this title. Thank you, Stephen. Some good points, well made. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right, which one of you producers has caused this drama on Twitter? Who wrote the beat the pundit questions? Come on, time for honesty. Hand up, producer Callum. Who to be? You, you are very good. You, you very rarely make these oh, he's errors. Not made a howler. Are you joining um, my club? But Stephen Davis came to Rangers from Fulham. The wrong way round. Did there he get go. it? Did they get two? No, you. Um, yeah, he got it as well, though. Yes, no, no. Just, I'm, happy, I'm happy with two. That's, that's a result for me. Ross, <laughs> Ross Hunter, Craig McLennan, uh, Chris, who was on the contestant. The, the, pff, honestly, I'm getting dogs abuse here. It's fine. Like that's okay. These things. Like the guy's been away in New York. Hugh, he's, yeah. his mind's elsewhere. He's had a, a tough time of it. He's. We can let him away with it on this one occasion. On this one occasion, but a sensible man. <laughs> Would, would take his warning from that My humble apologies to everyone on Twitter Right 01419511025 More of your calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got Alex Ray, we've got Hugh Keevans And we've got more of your calls to come between now and 8 o'clock 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let me give you tonight's full-time teaser. Graham has been in touch. He followed the simple instructions. He went onto his email and sent one over to fulltime at clyde1.com. And he wants you to name, I really like this question, I don't think we've had one like it recently, eight players who've scored at least 100 goals in the English Premier League. So that's quite a club. And they've also scored in a competitive game at Ibrox or Celtic Park. So can you name eight players who've got at least 100 English Premier League goals and they've scored in a competitive game at Ibrox or Celtic Park? Ian Wright. Yes, well done, because he came up here, didn't he? Yes. So he's played for Celtic, yep. Oh. What about the boy Beatty? No. Dion Dublin? No. Craig Bellamy? No. Now, I think you've fallen into an early trap. They've scored at Ibrox or Celtic Park. Doesn't have to be for Rangers or Celtic. Now, bearing in mind, these guys have scored a hundred goals in English Premier League, so they are elite. Wayne Rooney. Yes, there we go. Now you're starting to get it. Ah. One more guess at the moment. Um. Ronaldo. No, actually. Oh, Michael Owen. Yes, well done. Were you there that night, Hugh? Yes. 97, and tonight Rooney did it as well UEFA Cup Okay we'll leave it there then Eight players At least 100 goals In the English Premier League And have scored In a competitive game At Ibrox Or Celtic Park Wayne Rooney Michael Owen Ian Wright Three down Five to go And if you want to send Your questions over Please do Full time At Clyde1.com 
Com. Jerry is a Celtic fan. What have you got for the panel tonight, Jerry? Hi, good evening, guys. Hello. Um, been a wee while since I've been on, but um, no, I was just at the talk about the Celtic signing policy. Now, I spent a few minutes looking at the academies, uh, Celtic's own academy, and the batch of players that they brought in. Now, we've had nobody since Tierney who's come through. Now, you may, you may talk about Ralston, Welsh, and Johnson, that none of those three have actually have a nailed down position. Um, Ralston's got Juranovic breathing down. And, and when Julian comes back, I think you'll find that Welsh will be fourth. We've got Julian, CCV and Starfelt, and then Welsh will be the fourth. Johnson, the guy's made out of candy flaws, so I don't see him actually remaining at Celtic beyond June, to be honest. Now, that means then that Ange is, is quite right by looking at players that he's heard about or he's seen or he knows because we can't wait in these guys coming through the academy. And the Celtic plundered a lot of the Premier League academies in the last two to four years. And none of them are, are anywhere near. There's only one, and you can try and guess, only one came from an English Premier Academy who became a hit at Celtic in the last two to four years. The rest are also runs. And we got uh, look. Um, the boy Connell from Bolton. Now, he's two and a half years into his contract along with Leo Connor. He's absolutely never going to be seen in a Celtic shirt. Um, the boy, uh, they, they brought in three Americans who were nowhere near it as well. And the only guy who was actually on, a, on the teaser on Friday, Okoflex, came up from Arsenal. Uh, he never made it either. He's now at West Ham. And if you watch the West Ham Leeds game yesterday... Uh, young Leo Helder, um, who wasn't given a chance at all, even with the, the calamitous situation with centre-halves with Duffy, Ayer and Julian, he still never got the nod. And Welsh came in. So Welsh and Ralston really only came in with the Foyne-Avon sort of syndrome because there was nobody else. Everybody fell by the wayside. And that's young Henderson away. So that's another starlet who's been moved on. So nothing is coming out of Celtic's own academy, and nothing has has developed from the batch that they've brought in from the English Premier League. I can give you more names if you like. The only one that made an impact straight from the academy to Celtic's first team within a month was Frimpong. Yeah, yep. that's that's a fair point, Hugh. I think well, Jerry certainly backs up his take that that tactic of of getting those players who you hope are almost ready for your first team from English academies. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't really argue with the list, could you? I'm no, trying no, to think. No, the only one that I would uh, dispute would be the name of Stephen Welsh. Because if a club from Serie A are offering you £2 million for him right now, I don't think he, he could be deemed a failure and I don't think he'd be fourth choice. Uh, I think if you turn down the money from Udinese, uh, you clearly believe that he has a future at Celtic. Uh, and for me, he's a better defender than Starfelt is. Uh, so I wouldn't see him at the bottom of the list. But I don't think Ange Postacoglu feels that way, though, does he? Well, I, again, all of this comes down to Ange Postacoglu again. You know, if if you and Henderson, who uh, Jerry describes as a starlet, if you and Henderson uh, is allowed to go to Hibs initially on loan and then uh, is due to sign a permanent mm. contract at the end of the season, then he has been rejected by Ange Postacoglu. So if you trust his judgment with regard to Furuhashi uh, and those who are coming in, then 
in Anne's post-the-Coglu's judgment, Ewan Henderson wasn't worth holding on to. It's a really interesting yeah. point, Jeremy, yeah, Alex, absolutely. because clearly if you if you do focus in in the last few years, yeah, you, you would say... It's been a bit of a barren spell. Um, but then again... Then again, in, in comparison to some big clubs, Celtic's academy has been pretty fruitful. Yeah, yep. they're not all going to. So, you know, there's a spread, that, and I know it was a while ago, but the, the Forrest and McGregor's come through and win you lots of trophies, Absolutely. and Tierney does that. Tierney then gets you, you know, £25 million. Pounds. Yeah. Um, I mean, as it stands at the moment, Ralston contributes, Johnson contributes, yeah. and I know Jerry's maybe got his, his reservations about, about how good they are. Every club wants more out yeah. of their academy. Is, is it. Is that fair criticism? Yeah, listen, uh, if you want to talk about the the here and now, Gordon, you would say that Ralston has actually started to emerge a little bit. I think the contribution he's actually made to Celtic this season has been far more than I actually thought was uh, imaginable. Uh, Welsh has come in and been relatively steady at times. Now, but when you put them into the category of Forrest, McGregor and Tierney, it's a different level of player altogether. Now, they may well mature on to be number ones on a regular basis, and I think that's the beauty of having internationals run about you. Ralston has emerged from nowhere this year and he's got 31 uh, appearances this season. He's got five goals. He's starting to chap on the door at Scotland. So there's a little chink of light there. I, I take his point on board that all these other uh, clubs, if you look at um, the, the success rate, I sent you a, an article from the academy down in English England, Premier a five-year five yeah. five poll at the weekend. And 97% of them do not get contracts at the top level. So, you know, it's, it's the margins are very fine. And in Scotland, Rangers and Celtic are at the top of that level as well. Mm. So it's hard to get guys in. So when you're getting guys like Forrest, McGregor and Tierney, you've really want to watch because you're, you're right in what you say. They contribute uh, with success after success. And then when you're getting money like 25 million from Kieran Tierney. But I think for a Celtic's perspective, like the, like the caller uh, Jerry there, they're entitled to ask questions because they do invest, they do try and cherry pick other players mm. who have uh, been at uh, academies as well. And it's kind of kind of stalled, if you like. You've got the, the, the other little boy, um, uh, he's injured at the moment. Caramogo Dembele. Dembele, yes, that's him, yep. So, you know, there's potential for him to come through and emerge. Mm. Um, Jerry, with to, to sort of take your point and, and bring it up to the context of this uh, window then, d- given your criticisms... What do you make of the trust that's been put in Ange Postacoglu? Then, do you actually prefer that because this, you know, he's not doesn't seem to be going and and looking at too many from from English academies, albeit there was the young uh, Irish striker who's come in, um, or, or is it still a, a, a bit of a concern for you? Well, I think he's he's um, he's probably looked at the, at the bunch he's got, and and he's uh, he's he really has to clear clear the decks because. Um, we can't wait in these guys, so he has to bring in his own guys because they were trying to stop Rangers making it two in a row and watching all the flags again in June, which we we didn't enjoy. Let's be honest. And um, you know, there's perhaps other players that not necessarily are a Greek or Australian or, or or whatever that you can look at. And none of those one or two strikers that uh, I was uh, recommending to some of my of my friends. Like Vidra from he's now one of five strikers at Burnley, but that that that's probably not possible because we've got Maeda now. Now I think Hideguchi, by the way, if you're talking about the the three Japanese, he's I've got a feeling that he will be the pick of the bunch because we're we're not going to get four four Japanese players all of the uh, Kyogo level. There's probably one or possibly two of those three won't be as good as as, as they wanted to. 
Um, so I, I feel that we, we, he has to clear the decks and, as you say, put his stamp on it because from now on, it's going to be big Angelos's team uh, in the next 18 months because I think he's going to be here a, a, a good while, to be honest. Well, it certainly is going to be his team. There looks like there'll be very little doubt about that. Thank you, Jerry. Some interesting points for the guys. Uh, let's take one more guest from each on the teaser. Robbie Fowler. No. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Also, no. Oh. All right. Uh, what about Jordan in Fife? Jordan's a Rangers fan. What's on your mind tonight, Jordan? Evening, gents. Hello. Happy New Happy New Year. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I last called in, but yeah, it was about Seagrist um, uh-huh. and Rangers, and I think he would be a very good signing for Rangers to make. Um, and possibly move Alan McGregor into a coaching role. Um, I was just wondering what Alex thought on that. And also, um, when players sign a pre-contract, do you think their clubs should maybe release them then, there and then, because their heart's set in a different place? Just what Alex and uh, Hughes thought on that was. Well, let's start with the second point. I like that. If players sign a pre-contract, should they go... Immediately or Well Graham Alexander's had his say on this big time This morning He thinks that uh, the Scottish system is uh, out of step With the English system And the English system is better On the basis that we have uh, yet to examine the system And it is in place and will remain in place um, I think if you'd sign a, a pre-contract It doesn't necessarily mean that your heart Is not in it anymore At the club Where you are currently playing I'll give you the most glaring example That I can think of Off the top of my head Jordan Jones Went to Rangers uh, Signed a pre-contract And then after the winter break Played against Rangers For Kilmarnock And scored the goal That beat Rangers And made sure They wouldn't be Winning a title that season So it is possible uh, Tony Watt Is the, the glaring example Right now uh, Dundee United should come in and try and get Tony Watt before the end of this window because they're crying out for a striker and they're in bother and their form is falling off a cliff but if that doesn't happen I do not believe that Tony Watt will down tools and will be of no further use to Motherwell I think it boils down to the individual Gordon you you, you get an understanding how these guys operate what kind of character they are I, I did it up in uh, Dundee as well Hamilton Aki's who we were chasing for the title and uh, they signed uh, Wee Derek uh, so they signed him and uh, Lyle yeah Wee Derek Lyle and um, you know I, I, I was adamant that if we'd have sold him in the last day or two of the window we wouldn't get a replacement and it was it was buttons that they were offering it was just a token gesture and uh, you know, uh, and he dug in, and so he, he stayed. He stayed. Right. He dug in, scored a few important goals, and, and we just lost out in the uh, second last game of the season. But again, it boils down. There'll be players that'll be chapping on the managers. Don't I want to go now? Also, need the clubs. They'll have to then come up with a financial arrangement that everyone's that, happy that with. Yeah, I'm sure Dundee United would take Tony Watt right now. Um, of course, Motherwell yeah. will name their price. And um, yeah, I think Jordan's. Initial point as well Was also about Seagrass Jordan Correct me if I'm wrong You said it was You know You were asking Alex About the possibility of Signing him And then looking to To move Alan McGregor Into a coaching role Why they here now? No No not for me I think McGregor's still The number one uh, So for me You don't uh, disrupt that You know He's very much part of That back line now That are starting to get Their act together I think it's a one goal Conceded in seven games Eight games under Gio So 
For me, I think that's uh, should stay the remain the same. And if you bring him in now, it just upsets the kind of the balance with uh, John McLaughlin, and then you also have McCrory there as well. So I think the summer is the mm. time to bring him in. Hockey's reminding you of a very notable example that you overlooked. You Scott no. Brown signed a pre-contract with Aberdeen. Yep, I'm played against them. Um, um, yeah, as I say, I can understand people are instinctively suspicious. They think, ah, he's signed to go to that other club, so therefore he'll just down tools. That's unfair. You know, you have to give the players the chance yeah. to show that's not the case. I just wonder if there's if there's more to it than than just that. Though you're right, that's a that's a huge consideration. But you mentioned Graham Alexander. He he said, um, what was the phrase again? Something about you know there are always issues that can can muddy the waters. It's not always about desire as well. It might be a situation where. You're looking at the way that your set of fans will react to that player. Uh-huh. You, it could be the awkwardness of coming up head to head. You're right, Scott Brown, and it passed without any incident. Does Tony Watt score the goal that seals Motherwell's European place at the expense of Dundee United's? You know, I, I don't know if that's a big issue or not, but th- th- there are a few things to take into consideration. Well, I repeat, Jordan Jones scored against Rangers, and it was seriously harmful to Rangers' uh, title bid that season. Um, I just think, to be perfectly frank, Tony Watt's too daft to bother about anything like that. He'll just get out there and do his job and no matter what colour of jersey he's got on, he'll just be keen to play and to score. Anyway, I think, that, sorry, I, I actually, you mentioned it earlier on, I actually think that Graham Alexander signing that extended contract is good business by Motherwell. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll touch on that in fact before the end of the show. Uh, any other names, Jordan? That, yes. That, that descended into a, a Tony Watt discussion, but that's just because it's the, the pre-contract thing that you mentioned. Any other names, Jordan, that are on your radar for Rangers that you want to ask the guys about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also wanted to ask about John Suter and what Alec thought about Rangers uh, trying to get John Suter and should we maybe try and press to get him now because as you all know I am not Connor Goldson's greatest fan and I think he needs to be replaced sooner rather than later Alex? Well listen I'm on record as saying I hope he extends his contract I like Connor Goldson I like his range of passing you look at the Defensive record last year They're, they're starting to get their act together Now this is a guy that's been linked to leaving the club potentially Not signing a new contract And his performances have been decent On the subject of um, Suter I do like the boy I think he brings a lot to the table He's obviously had the injury issues over the previous couple of years But he's played enough games this campaign To suggest that he can kick on And uh, I just think we the emergence of scoring that important goal The confidence he'll get for Scotland mm. Gordon And... Uh, He's got good attributes So for you getting him for a uh, free then, But to get him in in January I just don't see it I think um, I think Hearts would ask for top dollar Hearts are quite flush with money at the moment as well Because of the foundation of Hearts So I don't expect him to accept a, a low ball offer Thank you Jordan It was nice to speak to you Graham is on the email with the question tonight Eight players who've scored at least 100 goals In the English Premier League And have scored a goal in a competitive game At Ibrox or Celtic Park You've got Wayne Rooney who did it at Ibrooks in the Champions League. You've got Michael Owen at Celtic Park in the UEFA Cup and Ian Wright, who of course played uh, and scored at Celtic Park for the home side. Shearer? No. Van Persie? No. Thierry Henry? Yes. Champions League 2008-09 season. I'm going to throw another one in. Giggs? Nope. <sighs> um, there is... Flo? No, there, there's... There is one in particular though That's a very good example of 
players who've scored at Ibrox or Celtic Park for the home team. You know, it's not all these glamour names yes, that have uh, yes, played. I'm just trying to think who. I think 100 goals, English Premier League. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the players. He'll have scored at Ibrox recently. Who's that for a clue? On you go, Shock. Um, the four. Yes, well done. I'll set them up. You tap them in, Hugh. One, two, three to go. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here, and they've got a bit of work to do on this full time teaser. It was sent in by Graham over there, full time at Clyde1.com. And he says eight players have scored at least 100 goals in the English Premier League And they've scored in a competitive game at Ibrox or Celtic Park Now, Wayne Rooney, Thierry Henry, Michael Owen They've all done it against Rangers or Celtic in European competition Then you've got guys like Jermaine Defoe and Ian Wright Who've done it for Celtic or Rangers domestically Three to get Skulls No Did Beckham get... Now, two are opposition players doing it in, in European competition And one would be a home player So think, of, of that 100 Premier League club Because that's, that's quite an exclusive club Who's played for Celtic or Rangers? You've got Defoe, you've got Ian Wright You've mentioned guys like Dion Dublin and Chris Sutton who, who are not in that Any other real good English Premier League goal-getters Stop by up here at any point? Hartson? Nope um. With no disrespect to guys like that Who are very good players I'm thinking even more of the Big kind of signing Arrived to great fanfare And then Keane. flopped Keane Robbie Keane Well oh. done So no I don't think he, he flopped know. did he He was a decent goal return In his short spell did he I might have remembered that wrongly um, Right two to get So oh. so we're looking for foreigners Hugo No 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 Not, not foreigners at all Just not Having played for Celtic or Rangers Right But they played against them in Europe didn't they? Yeah so it could be for an English club remember Anyway I'll give you some, I'll give you some more thinking time You mentioned it before the break Some breaking news tonight Alex yes. Was that new long term contract for Graham Alexander at Motherwell 2025 And you said you thought it was a good piece of business I did The funny thing about this Gordon is I think in the opening couple of games of the season They lost to Dundee And there was a little bit of Unrest with the Motherwell fans And you, you look at what they're doing now It's It's been really really impressive They're currently sat fourth uh, They have a large turnover of players On an annual basis And their recruitment is absolutely brilliant You know you've brought uh, the Van Veen in uh, Who's been great So I, I just like the work that they do at Motherwell I like the way they go about it The community based place And uh, they've obviously rewarded the manager And the good thing about that Gordon Is it lets everybody settle down And it allows them to plan going forward I think a three-year extension is a, an act of faith uh, in the manager and he can be well pleased with that yeah. and, um, you know, Mother will go about their business in a, a very quiet and efficient kind of way. Uh, they're not a kind of headstrong club. They've clearly assessed the work that Graham Alexander uh, is doing and they have every faith in him to take them forward, so... Well done Yeah well like we said It's quite an easy uh, Time period to judge Alex he's, he's pretty much been in charge For all of 2021 that, That's it that, That's yes. been his year uh, He took over almost exactly a year ago Motherwell put some stats up 
Uh, he's forty seven point eight win percent in that Decent, in that yeah. period. Um, the third highest points total behind Celtic and Rangers in the calendar year. Yeah. Um, three manager of the month awards as well. Do you know the thing is that says a lot about him, Gordon? Because what you have over the course of that twenty twenty one is a level of consistency. Uh, and you, you mentioned that forty seven percent win rate for for a Murrayville manager, looking good. To, to put those stats out, Gordon, I, I think is uh, interesting. You know, they're, they're more or less saying, look at this guy. This guy knows his job. And that's why we're giving him this contract extension. You don't often get clubs putting up the stats to go with the extension. You just put out a press release to say we've extended his contract. I actually think it was a couple of days prior just to sort of show how uh, how good a job he's done yeah. um, in that year. So, yeah. Yeah, that's one piece of uh, transfer. But oh, I was going to say transfer business, not really at all, is it? But that's one one piece of of news, if you like, breaking news tonight. He says he's got you know more to achieve, um, and it's a twenty twenty five extension. We've still got that Martin Boyle situation bubbling away. Sky reporting Hibs have knocked a bid back from Saudi Arabia, two million pounds. Although the wage packet on the table reportedly is one million pounds per year. So, um, be interesting. <laughs> I was going to say a penny for Martin Boyle's thoughts, oh. but it would be a whole lot more than that, Hugh. Yeah. Um, uh, he, here's another one, actually. Um, and this is where I'm, sta- I'm starting to feel for Dick Campbell. You know, we had a good bit of fun with Kenny Miller on Friday night's yeah. show, didn't we? Because yeah. uh, Falkirk have recalled Anton Dowds from Arbroath, who was having a good season. <laughs> he got a hat-trick. Because he scores a hat-trick for Falkirk and ultimately makes life a little bit more difficult for Arbroath to fulfil the fairy tale that many people want to see them. Uh, Livingston have have done the same. Uh, so it's Joel Nubley, uh, oh, he's no. he's gone back as well to Livy because they've watched what he's been doing with our broth. Well, you know, the, that's just the way it works. I'm afraid. Uh, and you, you hope for Dick and Ian Campbell, his brother, that the defeat at air wasn't the the turning of a corner into a a darker place for them. But uh, Joel Nubley, uh, hefty old unit. And uh, he could noise up a few in the, the, the Premiership when he goes back to Livy. Is that a technical term? Yeah. Hefty. Yeah. Uh, I thought that might be the case. Uh, yeah, it's, did you see Dick Campbell at the weekend though, Hugh? He appeared to watch most of the game from the opposite side of the pitch. Yeah. Did you see that at Somerset Park? The pictures yeah, maybe, the far side. Maybe overthought, maybe overthought the whole thing and then sent his brother out to face the press, you know, so maybe he just... Felt he couldn't keep himself under control because the performance, by all accounts, was way beneath what took them to the top of the league. Uh, yeah, we we enjoyed the championship focus, if you like, Alex Ray. Yeah. Good win for for Derek McInnes. Always important just to get that three points as quickly as yeah. you can. Build yeah, up a bit of confidence, get the players to buy into what yeah, you're doing. It's like you said, if they win their next game, I think it's Friday night against Thistle, isn't it? And yep. uh, if they win that, they're top of the league. Uh, Gordon, the one thing about. Uh, Derek as he brings a wealth of experience Tommy Dock uh, Sheeran comes with him as well So he's Tony. got his Tony Dock sorry he, He's got his uh, Backroom mm. team And They know all know how they work They've got the, A really good squad of players there as well And it's just a matter of kicking on now But we get back to Dick there You know they're still sat uh, Top of the league And if you'd have said that At the start of the season They'd get Kind of run out of town I think yeah. Derek McInnes' account Of Saturday morning In the McInnes household Said it all About why he's back in football he was out of the house before anyone else had wakened up because he was going back to the dugout. He was getting involved. It was a game, his first competitive match for 10 months. And that's what Kilmarnock have got themselves. They've got themselves a guy who's been at the highest level, 
is desperate to get back to the highest level and his vehicle is Kilmarnock Football Club. That's like you. You're in here before I've even woken up yeah. on a Saturday morning. You take it so seriously. Uh, I'll tell you what, look at this guy, Andrew McLean, our colleague. He's off for the week. I've not heard from him. Didn't yeah. really know what he was up to. And he's just tweeted a picture from Old Trafford where he's watching McTominay v McGinn. Oh, he says, oh brilliant. It's not bad, is it? Uh, and he it, could, when he could be home listening look, to us. Do you know the thing is, he deserves it because he does put a shift in that boy. And he won't be watching Cristiano Ronaldo because he's not even in the Man U squad. Another drama ah, around the corner there. All eyes on McTominay v McGinn. We don't need the rest of the stuff. Forget those wee players. Uh, right, let's finish off tonight's teaser, shall we? We're looking at eight players who've scored at least 100 goals in the English Premier League. And they've scored in a competitive game at Ibrox or Celtic Park. I've had Del Boy on Twitter saying Ruud van Nistelrooy has to be one of them. Well, he's not Del Boy. Rooney, Henri, Owen, Defoe, Robbie Keane and Ian Wright are on the list. You've got two more to get. Heskey. Wonderful answer. I didn't oh. think you would get him. That was in the run to Seville, was it not? Mm, yeah, I think Possibly. It... And I'm going to go for John Barnes. No, no. Do you know what? You've just... Oh, Done so oh, well oh, with Heskey, and then you give me that nonsense. Come on. Uh, right, okay. So he's the most recent one on this list. Skolka. No, much more recent than him. Uh, right, okay. So where we go then, Shog? Where about the? It was the last Scottish team to play in the Champions League group stages. When would that have been? Celtic mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Under Brendan, yes. Right, his. For, he did it twice I think His first season So he always played Heavy hitters didn't he Yes uh-huh. Did he play any of The English heavy hitters Because remember There was big there Barcelona was Tough games it, against Barca PSG uh, Bayern Who was uh, the other one uh, Man City mm-hmm. And that would have been Aguero Oh wait a minute Shug. No Oh he's just stolen my, my thunder uh, <laughs> Remember the game It was a cracker At Celtic Park Wasn't it And uh, Tierney scored or, or was it I can't remember if it went down Man's as an own goal uh, or Tierney got it. Dembele, I think, scored. But who scored for City that'll have a hundred Premier League goals? Sterling, no. Yes, Sterling. Yeah, okay. Sterling, well done. Oh. Easy as that. Thank you, Hugh Evans. Thank you, Alex Ray. That brings us to a close, and that means we thank you for your company, your calls, and your tweets as well. We are back six o'clock tomorrow. Every day we're getting closer to the return of top flight action. There will be more transfer news tomorrow, I'm absolutely certain. So make sure you join us with Roger and Gordon. Callum Gallagher is up next.